Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. Listen, don't fast forward through this stuff because these are important messages and we need your support every time we have a podcast. So if you want to support the podcast, go ahead and pick up one of our newest shirts, the Shut the Fuck Up and Roll shirt. You can find the link on our Instagram channel. It's just STFU and Roll. You can go pick one up. We'll hook you up maybe with a good discount, but every shirt that you buy, the proceeds go directly to us and they help us pay to keep the podcast going because it does cost money to get this sucker out. Also, don't forget to follow and subscribe. Just check out Jiu-Jitsu Radio wherever you pick up your podcast and hit the little subscribe button and share it with your friends. Aren't we new someplace? Aren't we new? Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play. I'm all up in this bitch. I I probably have more credentials right now than R. Kelly. That's for sure, because he ain't getting any, any money anymore from his song lyrics on Spotify. Anyway, go ahead and uh, subscribe, and uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You can always check out Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ, and you can follow me personally at Sonder Marketing for all the cool behind-the-scenes photo shoots and video shoots in MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. But... Most of all, don't forget to check out our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Choke Aloha. Check out ChokeAloha.com and get 20% off your entire order when you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Have you seen the new shirt? Yes, I did. It's I pretty it. fucking love, dope, yeah. right? I love the colors, that like that fade color. It's very 80s-esque. With the star one? No, then that's not the one I saw. Yeah, I'm talking about that intergalactic one, homie. You got to check that one no, out. No, I did not. They see got that a one. bunch of new shirts. So you go to chocaloha.com. You check it out. You buy it. You throw in the promo code. Holler at your boy. Always roll with Chocaloha. And then check out jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio to get 10% off some soaps, some scents, some rub on colognes. Yeah, that one. It's stars. Oh, I Go didn't know at, that was yeah. it was stars. I Can I continue? Thought, Can yes, I continue? You are like ten minutes Whatever. back. All right, jujitsusoapco.com is the premier soap for jujitsu rollers to stay clean, sexy, and staff free. So, jujitsusoapco.com is the place for you if you want to stay clean and sexy, smelling like us. Mostly me, definitely more no, me. Definitely more me. Definitely I, I smell way better than less you, you more me. Then check out GiraffeChoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and get 25% off your entire order of $99 or more. And that includes free shipping. That's right. You'll get free shipping when you use the promo code JJRadio on orders of $99 or more at GiraffeChoke.com. GiraffeChoke was one of our first sponsors. And they're some of the coolest people out there with some original artwork and new stuff coming out soon. So don't sleep on the designs because they are limited edition. So pick up yours at GiraffeChoke.com. Let them know we sent you. Use the promo code JJRadio. And last but not least, start planning for your summer vacation. Start putting that money away so you can come surf with us. Come hang out with us. Maybe we'll go hood up Disney. But for sure, we're going to go to Nomad Surf Shop. Check out NomadSurf1968.com for all the coolest gear. But if you want to get hooked up, you need to come down here. We're going to go get an acai bowl. We'll get you 10% off whatever you buy in the store. You can literally buy a surfboard and get a discount. That's how cool of a group of people they are. They are a staple in the South Florida surfing community since 1968. And it's overall a dope-ass place to hang out, honestly. No, it is. 
Yeah, it's nice to eat the acai under the little, the e. The hot rod out front, always sexy. Love that hot rod. And, uh, you know, they're cool people. So check them out, nomadsurf1968.com, or come down here to South Florida and uh, come hang out with us. That being said, I think uh, we are ready to get this party started. You ready to make this happen? I guess. I can't hear you. I guess. Let's make it happen. You can't Neva? Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Hey, pasta kielbasa. What's poppin', Pimperoni? We're back here. Let me get my my drink on. Get your old drink on. Ah, cheers, I'll homie. I'll get my smoke on. Did you all? Uh, did you take your shot? You didn't peel that yet. No, I don't see know what that you, is. It's a contest. For those of you that uh, can't see us on YouTube, uh, we decided to go fatty mode and get some fast food tonight because uh, we came straight from training, and Sean got the the biggie size Wendy's and. Uh-huh. You got a sticker. What'd That's you get? all you. Free Dave's single. Nice. I'm down for that. Coupon code 37. Holler at your boy. Oh, man. So we had a long weekend. We didn't get to really catch up um, after the last podcast. The last podcast we just did uh, was released yesterday. yesterday. Um, which was Monday the 15th, which the is 15th, tax day. Which I still got to work on my taxes. Um Neither here nor there. Um, shout out to Chris Martin. Uh, that was actually a really fun podcast, and I think we were both tired on that one. I actually had just come in from Miami. I had to go to a wedding. My One of my best friends got married. And I literally just walked in from... Church? No. Well, church earlier, right. but then yoga. Oh, I right. did an hour and a half yoga, took a shower, came by. See, you went to go see Jesus, and I, and I went to go and... I saw Jesus and Shiva. Yeah, I, I just went to Shiva. Uh, it was actually an Indian wedding. So it was cool. So I got a bunch of, like, uh, henna on my arm. So from Friday, so Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday was just nonstop partying. By the way, Indian people throw the best fucking parties, for sure. It was nonstop. So I went Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, I went Friday during the day. And I got a full, like, Indian outfit for the wedding, which I looked pretty fucking sexy in, mind you. Then maybe you should wear it, start wearing it around. I totally would, actually, because it looked pretty dope. And a little bit of cultural appropriation going on. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, but you could probably pull it off. You're very ethnic-y. That's definitely not the way to throw that out there, but sure. Well, no, I'm just saying you could pull it off. Nobody would look like a man. What ethnic-y would I look like? Well, you're brownish. This is going to be a huge hole you're digging yourself in. Continue. No. I'm totally okay with this. Go for it. No, you're, you're brownish. It'd be a lot different if I was to walk around in it. Uh-huh. You could pull off. like you. Could Am say, I like Tropic Thunder? Uh, what's you, his face? No, you could say, like, someone could look at you and go, I could see him being, like, half Indian. No, I don't oh, think yeah. so. Oh, no yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, it's actually really cool. You know what? Like, the funny part is... So I got the full suit, whatever. That was for the wedding, but Friday night was 
what's called the Amendi party, and that's where they like everybody comes in, they kind of celebrate, they do henna and stuff, and um, the the bride's side of the family is all Hindu, and the groom side is all Dominican, so they're Dominican Guyanese or whatever. And I know most of the, the groom side because we've been friends for, geez, like 12 years now, 14 years. And um, we get in there and I meet up with my other friends. And there's a, most of us are, are Caucasian-y, minus like one or two people. And we walk into this room. It was in a condo right in front of Bayfront Park in Miami. And uh, it was just nothing but Indian people. And all of a sudden, a group of white people came in. We got the dirtiest looks. Did you get like the, like the the record scratch? Oh yeah, it was a hundred percent like crickets. Yeah, so it was at this time they knew they fucked up, and we just walk in, and everybody was staring at us, staring at us, and finally we run into the the groom's mom and dad, which they're great friends of mine. They're like, hey! So as soon as we got the real acknowledgement that we're supposed to be there. Like, everyone kind of laid back a little bit. So we weren't as big of the outcast. We were definitely still an outcast for the rest of the night. By the way, did you know about the outcast? Reunion? No. The, the, that's the untouchables part mm. of Indian culture. They have the caste system over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like seven levels or something mm-hmm. like that, I believe. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy, but... Um, so we did that Friday night. I got the, the henna. And it was really cool. So when I went to get the henna, the girl was like, um, what do you want? And I'm like, well, just, you know, go off, do your thing, whatever. And she started doing stuff and designing. She put like a little pyramid, kind of Pink Floydish thing on my hand. And um, I was like, what can you draw? And she says, well, if you show me something, I can pretty much just copy it. Shut up. Really? Yeah. So I was like, here. Do the great wave off Kanagawa. And she I pulled it up on my phone. She looked at it and I shit you not, man. She was just looking at my phone and just going off on my arm. And she did it almost like note for note, was line she for line. As well? Yeah, of course. I mean and she well, I, I, well, I asked her how course, long have you been doing this? She's like sixteen years. And I'm telling you, she was just looking at the photo and just going back and forth from my arm in the photo and she did it i mean you can't see it now because it just got rubbed off uh, from training but man i have a photo of it i was like fuck you're gonna make me want to get this tattooed now because it looks so good right here on my forearm i was like might end up having to get a tattoo soon you know if you were gonna do that i would, I would you would have to go big oh for sure you would have to go elbow down oh for sure no i wouldn't do it elbow down i do elbow up i wouldn't want to do like the the waves just all up on my arm that would be the cooler thing to do, but because at least from here down, I like it, but I don't think I have a beefy enough forearm for it to look good. It would look more like the puddle off Kanagawa rather than the Great Wave. Nah, I would, they could make it work. But then the wedding was amazing. It was a big party. It was, I mean, it didn't end. I, I shit, I went back to the hotel just to watch Formula One just to kind of calm down, and everybody kept going and came back when we did the podcast so it was good it was so cheers to uh chris and intia congratulations congrats mazel tov as my jewish friends say what about you besides um sunday so last time i was in north carolina went to the movies with the boys and we went to an amc mm. 
And Zach got this popcorn. It was gourmet popcorn. Uh-huh. And it was cheddar. To die for? It was delicious. Over the last couple weeks, I've been craving it. And I'm like, I wonder if the AMC down here has the popcorn. And so I wanted to go to the movies anyways. So I uh, got on my own little pocket computer. People call a cell phone, I think. Cell phone, yeah. Is it called a cell phone? Flippy phones. Oh, okay. So I got on my phone and I looked up the number and City Place is AMC now. So I called them up. I go, I'm going to ask you a really weird question. But when I was up in North Carolina, we went to an AMC. They had gourmet popcorn. It was cheddar. He goes, oh, you mean caramel cheddar or the, or the Flamin' Hot Cheeto? I go, yes. He goes, <laughs> I, he goes, I go, do you have it? He goes, yes, we do. I go, thank you very much. <laughs> Click. Click. Showered. Drove up to City Place. You realize that you got done up. For popcorn, like you're about to go on a date with popcorn. Yeah. You got showered and dressed. Yeah. Like I would just walk out the fucking house and go get popcorn. Well, no, because my shower after, um, after yoga, just like it didn't. And then sit, sitting in the in the uh, in the in the gym for an hour, like I didn't feel yoga. Clean. I mean, popcorn can't smell you. No, but other people can. Okay, well, that doesn't seem to stop you every other fucking day. So went and saw Shazam, which was awesome, by was the it? way. I loved it. It was um, it's definitely more along the kids' side of the like of a movie, right? But definitely a lot of adult. I mean, there there, there was swearing and right. stuff like that, but it was actually really good. Yeah, I was super surprised at how much I liked it. Do you think The Rock would have done a better job? Well, the no, The Rock is going to be in part two. But I thought he was gonna be—he was supposed to be Shazam. No, he's playing Black Adam. Oh, right, right. So, and I, and The Rock—I don't know if he—he he made an announcement on his on his Instagram mm. that this was supposed to be it, like the Shazam movie, Shazam and, or uh, Captain Marvel and Black Adam were supposed to meet, mm. but it was like he goes. During the process, The Rock goes, you know what? This seems like it's too much for one movie. Yeah. Let's just tell the origin of Captain Marvel. So that's what they that's what they did is, is they went with that. So the Black Adam movie will probably come out, you know, a couple of years or a year or two from now. and it's Probably two years or something. Yeah. Because these were filmed a long time ago. I don't know how long ago, but it was great. It really was. I was like, I was so surprised at how good it was. Like it's it's weird because some, I, I'm not a fan of the DC movies. Right. Like I liked Aquaman, but I didn't love Aquaman. There was a lot of really cheesy, shitty parts on it. You know what I did see? Did I tell you I watched that movie Galaxy of Terror? No, I never heard of it. You would probably fucking like it. So Sid Haig, who's one of the main I know characters, exactly who Sid Haig right? Is. From House of a Thousand Those Corpses, all that stuff. He was in that. Captain Spaulding. And I didn't realize he was that big of an actor back in the day. I never realized that. So he did a bunch of old of those like old movies, like the B scary movies. movies. Yeah. They weren't but they weren't even B movies. They were legitimate movies. So Gal I just it popped up on Prime. I was like, all right, let's fucking watch this piece of shit movie, see what it is. So shitty. It's so shitty, but evidently everyone gave it five stars. And it's 
the writing is crappy, the acting is shitty, but it looked like it had potential. And the way that it was filmed seemed kind of shady to me. It just seemed way too reminiscent of Alien. So I start looking at all the credits and who did the the production or was uh, assistant producer or something like that or writer. It was James Cameron. Shut the front door. Yeah. So you can see the preliminaries of Alien in this movie. It's so shitty. The acting is so bad. There's, It's it's literally the story of Alien, the, the first Alien, but done in a very low-budget kind of way to the point where it was... There's a scene where a woman is, like, walking around in this pyramid-looking thin thing, and there's the monster that's loose in this thing, and she's walking backwards because, for whatever reason, people decide to walk backwards in places that they can't see, and it attacks her, and all it does is get on top of her, and somehow she starts getting her clothes ripped off, and the thing just bangs her. What? Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally... It, they try to make it look like she's getting killed, but it's very subtle to the point where it's subtle, 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 blatant. Oh, the thing is just randomly banging her. It was so gratuitous. It makes no sense. Well, maybe it wanted to... Copulate? Yes. Well... Spawn. But then it doesn't continue in the movie. There's no other parts like, oh, she's got an egg in her kind Did of thing. Did she live? No. Not that I can remember. But it was. that's what I'm saying. It was just... Gratuitous. Okay, there's the the hottest girl in the movie gets the clothes ripped off, but nobody else does. Nobody else gets attacked like that by this monster, and it's just it's so dumb. But it's cool to see the progression of okay, that's where Alien came from. Right. I'd say check it out. You could definitely watch that movie and fast forward. But the, some of the acting is so shitty. There's a part where a guy's looking at a dead corpse, and he's just got his gun pointed to it. And two other characters are climbing up the side of the mountain. And you can visually see them coming up. And all of a sudden, he does this jump to the right. Five seconds after, they're already up there. Huh. Just a, just a corniest jump of, of acting. It's so shitty. You have to watch it. It's But I would never go out of my way to watch that movie again. So Shazam was great. Right. But what was even better was UFC 236. 236. I didn't get to watch it. So Whole... Lee, I mean Andre lost, right? Who? Yeah, Andre lost. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, but the main card of this of this sh- uh, of the show was spectacular. Perrier, Perrier, um, Dustin Poirier, and uh, Dustin Poirier Max and Holloway. Max Holloway put on a show. Uh, Adesanya, Last Style Bender, Bender, and the last Calvin style bender? Guess- it's just style bender. No, it's the last style bender. I don't think so. You're thinking last air no, bender. No, it's the last style bender. Okay. You can look it up. Okay. Calvin Ga- Gaslam put on a show. Uh, Khalil Roundtree put on a Muay Thai clinic. Who did he go against? He went up against um, Eric Anders. Who oh, is legit, right. dude? Yeah. He's the guy that played for Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got into MMA. He's he's got power for days. Yeah. Dude, Eric Anders. The only the best way to describe it, the look on his face was fear. Yeah. Was fear. Khalil Khalil's kicks were so fast and so hard. And and his and his his boxing 
was like the the just the, crisp. It was just crisp. He and one round he knocked him down four friggin' times. He won thirty twenty six. Really? Yeah. Man. Khalil Rowtree and and and. Forty twenty six or forty thirty six? No, thirty twenty six. Thirty twenty six. Gotcha. Um. And Eric Anders, I think, was being groomed as a up and comer. Up and comer. Yeah. You know, and Khalil Rowtree just made him look ridiculous. Yeah. And during the broadcast, Joe Rogan was like, well, yeah, you know, Khalil has moved to Thailand in this training Muay Thai in Thailand. Yeah. So it's like, okay, and it shows. Yeah. Holy cow does it show. I still can't wait to watch um, Cosmo Cosmo against uh, Sage. Sage Northcutt. What is that? Um, It's soon. It's got to be pretty soon in the next couple of weeks, right? And I feel like I don't think Sage Northcutt understands what he's getting into. I mean, by this point, he's he's got to know. Um, well, I don't just from watching. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't think. I don't think just looking at Cosmo, you realize. So, like, Cosmo doesn't have that many MMA fights. He's got a ton of kickboxing matches. He's got matches. a ton of kickboxing matches, but he doesn't have a lot of, of MMA fights. May 17th, so uh, a month from now. So there's really not a lot to go on as far as MMA. Cosmo is 7-1 and one in... MMA? Uh, I guess it's just uh, MMA, yeah. But he's got a, a ton of uh, kickboxing matches, so it'd be, um, it'd be cool to see. I can't wait to, to see that one. Yeah. So, you know, it's that, that I feel bad, you know, because Cosmo can hurt you. Yeah. Badly. Like, pretty bad. So, I know you didn't get a chance to re-listen to the podcast that, that we recorded with Chris Martin about the stroke thing, but what was your biggest take on that? Um, the biggest take was... Um, Takeaway was how quickly it could all be taken away. Yeah. And what you think is just like a nagging injury could be something really, really serious. Yeah. That was what was like freaking me out was like, oh, wow. So he thought he just had a sore neck. But um, but the weird part is when he said it felt as if I had a sore throat on the one side of my body, on the one side of my neck. That's pretty crazy to sit there and think, okay, well, yeah, it would almost feel like a muscle spasm well, I've or something. Had, no, I've had a sore throat on one side of my neck before. Yeah. But it was because I was sick. Yeah. And the way but my remember, sinuses, he said the same thing, too. He thought he, he was my, he might have been getting sick or something. No, but I knew I was sick. Right. Um, and it was on my left side. It was my, my left side sucked. My right side felt fine. Yeah. And so it's like that, like I've had that before. So that, like, I could understand that. But what I, you know, again, what I couldn't, like, understand, like, how do you know? Like, you could, you could have. But it's never going to be one of those things that mm, I should probably go to the doctor and get an right. MRI thing. No one ever really does that. Unless you're a hypochondriac, you're never going to be, hmm. My neck is sore. I should probably go check, make or sure I'm not having a stroke. I got this bulge in my leg right here. Why? Yeah. It'll just go away. Yeah. But that's what guys do. Yeah. Guys are like, eh. 
well, even some of the girls where you're you're just, you know, too tough for your own good. I'll just walk it off or I'll just deal with it. Well, I, there's very, I think there's very few girls that are like that other than the girls that are in jiu-jitsu or yeah. fighting or combat but that's what, sports. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, combat sports and, and stuff like that. I mean, look at the, who was it years ago that she fought, she did the camp, she fought, and then after the fight she found out she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, well, it, was, it had to be about two or three years ago now. Yeah, but it wasn't that, like, it wasn't, yeah. I, I remember hearing that. Yeah. That's why they give them a pregnancy test right before they fight now. Yeah. Well, even then, she still fought. She didn't pop up, and it turned out that she was pregnant during the fight. That's, that's pretty crazy, but the fact that, I don't know, I, I guess the, the whole thing with the stroke, and I've heard so many crazy things with, the, with aneurysms and things like that, that it definitely puts things into perspective as far as what you're willing to take as far as damage. Because you're willing to fight out a choke, which is one thing. But how much damage are you willing to take before you sit there and say, I should probably go to a doctor? Well, how many times have you been asleep? That have been put to sleep? Yeah. Once. I've gone out, I think, three or four times total. Yeah. And um, I don't mind it. Yeah. Like, that's what's scary. I, I think that's a little weird is, like... I think you don't mind it because... You think, oh, it's nothing bad. It's just it right. happens. I'll just come I'll just, back I'll too. I'll just wake up and and like I, I told Chris, I've had that mentality with my students. I go fight the chokes as hard as you want. Yeah. Because I can wake you up. I can't fix a broken elbow. I can't fix, you know, a pop knee. I can't fix those but you, things. You, the thing that. But I can wake you up. But apparently, you got to be just as mindful of that shit too. For sure. But I, there's one thing that you and I talked about a long time ago. And someone that we know that they thought it was funny to just randomly choke people out. Just when we're showing a, a, a technique and it's, ha, 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 look, I put them to sleep. It's, it's not fucking funny. And I've seen it so many times in street fights. And if someone's like, oh, put me to sleep. I want to see what it's like to put me to sleep where they do that. And all of a sudden the person has a seizure. And it might be something that they didn't even know that they had. And you do that. That's why I don't fuck around with it. If I'm training with someone or I'm competing with someone and it's going hard, then the choke is in, the choke is in. If you don't want to tap, you don't want to tap. Unless it's if it's a submission and it's if you want to hurt yourself, that's on you. I'm not going to be responsible for it. If I'm in a competition, if you're not going to tap, then you're going to get hurt. That's Again, that's on you. But some people you have to just, you have to save them from themselves, you know? Yeah, but you know, at, at some point, it has to be that those people don't have... Some people are just too stupid to learn that lesson. Well, I mean, that's why you see uh, UFC fighters are told to stop doing that. They're told to stop doing that when fans come up, oh, choke me or put me to sleep or kick my leg. They're told to stop doing that. Remember Ronda Rousey judo flipped somebody one time and she broke his leg. Well, I know Forrest broke a guy's leg and asked him to leg kick him. Yeah, and same, same thing with Overeem. Overeem kicked the guy. He's like, yeah, that's 10%, dude. And the guy just collapsed. So it happened. And then actually a few weeks ago, um, John Jones was at FIBO in, uh, in Germany. 
What's FIBO? FIBO is the world's biggest fitness expo. It's in Cologne, Germany. I went to it with, uh, with Flex Lewis. Um, and it's an amazing event. I mean, people come from all over the world for this thing. It's huge. I'm trying to think what an example would be of the magnitude of it. Think of... How much bigger than the Arnold? Because I've been to the Arnold. Oh, no. It's like four times bigger than the Arnold. That's crazy. Think of... I'm trying to... Trying to give you a, a size comparison of the venue itself. Think of a venue the size of the Dolphin Stadium, the Hard Rock Stadium. Mm-hmm. Two floors, the same amount of area. That whole thing packed shoulder to shoulder with people. Shoulder to shoulder with people. And every single person is there from all different parts of the world, and they're there just to either see merchandise, buy merchandise, meet athletes, whether it's bodybuilding or MMA fighters, whatever. Like, they're all there. It's an amazing experience. I would say that it's almost better than the Arnold. They just don't have competitions. I know they do, I'm pretty sure that they do fitness, ex, uh, like, contests and stuff there. I can't remember, but... As far as going to an event, that's that's it. That's the place to go to because you'll see all the newest merchandise, all the newest uh, nutrition companies, whatever. They're all there. They're all there. Now, would you? It's bigger than the Arnold, but would you say what? Which impact wise? Yeah, impact wise, the Arnold is huge for bodybuilding uh, and maybe a little bit of powerlifting. But when it comes to merchandise, it's not as impactful, I guess, as FIBO. Um, I think Arnold itself is just a giant event. And because of the, the fact that it's, it was really based off of bodybuilding and it became an expo. FIBO is just 100% an expo. I mean, damn, I'll, show, I'll try and find some videos so you can see. No, I remember seeing it. You, you showed me videos before. Yeah, but... I, no, I remember I remember yeah. how packed it was. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is if a company, say like BSN, one of the bigger companies, uh-huh. was coming out with a new product and they had their choice to go to the Arnold, Arnold or, or FIBO, what would they choose? See, that's tough because... I think that they would probably showcase new products at Europa, which is a whole different one. But as far as for selling, it would be FIBO. For showing and just showing out, it would be the Arnold. Arnold. That, yeah. Okay, that. So you I, see yeah. what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. It I would just really, it's uh, we got to make a, and even then, the Olympia, I would say. The Olympia is a big one, too. So I would say it would almost be... The Arnold was the first. FIBO, Olympia, and Arnold would be the, the, the which ones people want to show out most at. Yeah, the Ar- Arnold started that. That shows you yeah. how, how yeah. smart. Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Is a genius smart. businessman, for sure. So let's get back. John Jones was at FIBO. Yeah, he was at FIBO, and a fan came up to him. I think he was a vlogger. He's like, oh, put me to sleep. Like, should choke me and so we can film it, whatever, it'd be funny. So he had the guy sit down and put his arms straight out 
and he just went and did a rear naked choke and you see the guy sitting there and you could tell that John was kind of being like nice about it and going super slow and then the guy just had his arms out and he dropped and I think it took a couple of seconds for John to realize the kid was out and then let him out and then stand up and picked him up and the kid gets up and they both started laughing which is haha it's funny but you're definitely putting yourself at risk because that guy now can sue you and I think it happened to Rashad or something like that where he put someone to sleep and then afterwards they threatened to sue him or something. I know it happened to, to one happened of the to fighters. Happened to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Richard Belzer. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not something that you got to fuck around with. I mean, I, I would never do that to one of my friends. Oh, put me to sleep. Like, I've, you don't no, want that I've, bad. I've done it. Like, I've, I've told my students, say, look, I want you to fight chokes because you need to know where you're line is yeah you need to know where your line is and i've done it a few times to show them you know to bring them close and not put them out out Mm -hmm. like i bring them close like i can feel when they're starting to go and that's when i let go but i don't you know i don't put them to sleep to sleep unless it's on accident which i've done a few times yeah i put brooks to sleep on accident yeah i was i was showing a triangle and I was, you know, I was holding it because I was talking to people about it, but I didn't think I was squeezing it. Yeah. Next thing you know, Brooks is snoring. Yeah. I was like, oh, jeez. I think it happened to, was it Ryan Hall, where he was showing a move to someone and they put him to sleep by accident? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's funny kind of when it happens, but it's still kind of risky of a move to, to pull out in public on your friends or something. No, like that. I would I never I would never do it off a mat, and I would never do it standing. Yeah. Unless I was in a fight that I had did no you, choice. Did I ever show you the video of the scumbag that did it to the girl at the bar? I, I heard about a girl doing it to a guy at a bar. No. There's a video of this guy at a bar, and the girl is kind of, like, complaining to him about something, and... They were at the very corner of the bar, at the end of the bar, and he kind of just goes in to hug her, and you can see him put, like, an Ezekiel choke on her. And she's sitting there, doesn't know what's going on, and music's blasting, people don't really know what's going on, and he's just holding, holding, holding. And he, like, you can see her start flailing, start hitting him, because he's choking her, and no one's doing anything. They think that they were just playing around. And finally, he puts her out, lets her go, and she smacks her head on the counter. It's a total scumbag. Total scumbag. I'll show you the video. I, I can't remember where the hell it was from, but it was so I'll, stupid, man. I'll, like, t- I'll tell you what was a fun video was the one he posted earlier about the Aikido guy from McDojo oh, Life. That's so funny. Aikido is far superior to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. No, it's uh shout out to McDojo Life. Definitely check, follow them because they post some of the funniest video. I know I had the one video dissecting a black belt, a fake black belt. I need to make those again. I have a couple of videos planned that I want to do still. I've been slacking on that for sure. But it's a hilarious video. This guy is uh, talking shit about jujitsu, saying Aikido is better for self-defense and to avoid being injured. And I think it was Diamond MMA, uh, something like that. that, um, He's like, yeah, why don't you come into the gym? And the guy came in, he tried to attack him, and he basically got picked up and slammed. Well, no, the first up. one was a leg kick and then a smack to the a face. Nice big old smack to the face. You could hear and that he called, crack. And he called time. Yeah. Listen, a kick to the leg is no joke. I mean, I could take a couple, but when you get a legit fighter kicking you in the leg, 
you are not asking for that one again. Right, but I, like, don't you know? Just do you think he signed up for jujitsu after that? Well, here's the thing: if you're saying your martial art is superior, mm-hmm. and you get taken out with a leg kick and a slap, definitely not superior. You need to start rethinking your martial art. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with a guy in China where he was calling out all those fake gurus and martial artists and saying that Kung Fu was great. And he was like, all right, fight me then. And he beat the shit out of everybody. The MMA guy, he got, he got banned and there was like a, uh, a bounty on his head for a for million dollars or something. One of my favorites is the guy that does the... Oh, the, the, the energy? The energy stuff. Oh, there's, there's a couple of them. That fought an MMA fighter and... Just got pounded? Dude... He got kicked in the face. Bent over. He was bent over and got kicked in the yeah. face. What about the, the guy that does the energy thing, the whole energy field? And he has uh, a, woman. a woman. And, and he's she like, gets trucked. He trucks her and he's like, oh, you just didn't do it right. Well, no, it my right. favorite part of that is he trucks her. And then he gets up and looks at her. And is like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, wait a second. And he rolls on his back and starts doing the shape yeah. thing. It's like, oh, now you got me. You got me. Dummy. People are so fucking stupid. How's, I don't understand how that shit still gets people. Like, remember the, the one, the video that I posted, and people still follow stuff like this. How does that work nowadays in a place where internet is pretty available for the most part? Yeah, but people are desperate. Some people are desperate. Like, they might have walked into a karate school. And was Did like, I show you the guy that I found that was, like, the self-proclaimed black belt and he was self-taught? Did I show you that? No. He was self-taught. Was this the guy in the shoes? No, no, no. This is someone completely different. Oh, man, I totally forgot I even had those videos. This guy is self-taught. He did everything on his own, and he called me out for the comments that I made on that video of the, the guy with the shoes. And I started looking at all his stuff, and... He made his own like wing chung dummy out of tires and a and a pool noodle and all kinds of stuff and then he called himself a grappling coach. So there's a video of him and this other fat fuck going at it trying to grapple and it was just 10%. Well, it would be 10% for us just rolling around joking around like they were going full steam. They were having a heart attack. Where is this guy from? Oh, middle of nowhere like America? Yeah, or? middle of nowhere America just, you know, he does like he starts off a video doing this whole Wing Chun dummy thing, and then he's so out of breath. He's like, <sighs> starts leaning on the wall. Let me tell you my martial art journey. I'm self-taught. I basically studied everything and, and found out what works best for me. It's like, mm, no, it looks like you watched a lot of Steven Seagal video clips, and you said, that's, that's me. Is he, like, doing arm breaks on the pool noodle? Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll oh do, like, an arm drag God. on the pool noodle and come in and punch it a couple of times. And it's funny because he does say a couple of things that's like, okay, well, that is a standard motion in boxing, which is you're just repeating something that you watch somebody else say on a YouTube video. But everything else is just such hog shit bullshit. Just not, And you can't even guess what the rest of his videos are. Half of them are the martial art videos the other one is he's a brony no worse the other half is his dollar store finds 
So he makes videos about dollar store finds. Like, this is what I, I hauled today from the dollar store. It's like, here's a pregnancy test. By the way, that's less respectable than dumpster finds. I think dumpster finds are rad. Because I mean, that's you. there's entire TV shows dedicated to it. Yeah, but it's like dumpster finds, you can, you know, you're getting A for free. Right. And B... You gotta, you gotta sacrifice for that. You gotta jump inside a dumpster that could be full of, like, needles, needles, rats. and 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 use diapers. Dumpster juice is you know the what worst. I'm saying? You ever get dumpster juice on you? No, thank God. It's fucking disgusting. You ever gone dumpster diving? No. Really? I no. have. I, I remember I was throwing stuff out one day, and someone had thrown out an entire lighting rig for photography, brand new. It was brand new. You best fucking believe I jumped in there. I snagged every single one of those lights, and I used them for about a year. No, I've gotten things from the garbage. I yeah. just never jumped inside. Oh, I fucking jumped in, man. I fucking went dumpster to get it. Yeah, no, I jumped in to get it. I was like, fuck that. This like it was a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. But it was you know brand what they new. say? Another man's garbage is another man's treasure. Listen, it's not even that. It's just if you've never had to sacrifice or live a certain way, you're going to have certain standards of... I would never do that. But unless you get put into the situation of do or die or some kind of opportunity or something like that, which dumpster diving is definitely a totally different thing, but you you can't say that. You can't say, oh, I would never do that. You've never been put into the situation. Have you ever had to sit there and steal to eat? You know, I've had to steal to eat. Like, to make ends meet, sometimes you got to do certain things. Like, I'm not sitting there, go to the truck stop and go start sucking dick or something, but... You know, you've had to sit there and sell off your stuff. You've had to sit there and, and go and and use, use furniture, find a couch sitting on the side of the road, take it and go. That's the thing. You can't be too judgmental on that kind of shit. I mean, look at it. I'm look, stuck thinking about you becoming a lot lizard. A lot lizard? That's what they're called. No, I know, I know. The truck stop lot lizards? Yeah. I've seen tons of them. No, I'm thinking of you becoming one. No, definitely not. I think you would do well. Probably. I mean, I am good looking. Well, it's not even that. You got long hair. Like for you sure. can almost pass for like a he she. I could be like the the uh, the GameStop dude lady. It's ma'am. <laughs> it's ma'am. Uh, let me take a break real quick. I need to get a drink. I am thirsty. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Um, so let's talk about something jujitsu y. What you got for me? Um. So, back training. After oh, almost yeah. two years. And, um, you know, I've been teaching, obviously. I teach every single day, Monday through Saturday. So right. it's like, it's not like I'm, I've been away from jujitsu. I just haven't trained myself, like drilled and, you know, took a class and did some stuff. And um, since I've, so I've been back to, uh, this is the third week I've been back. Mm. And today, for the first time, my hands started cramping up. You start feeling it. Well, no. Well, it's it's like I I have an issue with my left thumb mm-hmm. that like the tendon gets caught on something inside, and and it like it, it'll work, but it's completely painful, and I can feel it catching on something, and I have to like like manipulate. What whatever's inside to get but it to it, open it up. But does it cramps up like it tightens up? No. What happens is, it, the the tendon like right here near my palm mm. 
for those on YouTube, look right here. Right here. At the heel of your palm. The heel of my palm towards my thumb. There's a tendon in there that gets caught on something. Could be a bone spur. Whatever gets caught on, and all of a sudden, like, I go to grab, and it's like getting shot in the hand. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what the... And then I'm like, I gotta, like... Move it. Move it and manipulate it, and, like, I'm, I'm sitting here in side control going like this yeah, yeah, yeah. to somebody. They are, you know, and... Uh, but, like, for the first time in a while, my, my hands are achy. Yeah. And, like... No, like you're well, you're retraining your grip strength. Well, again. my grip strength hasn't gone away because yeah. of because of the Viking workout that I do, and I'm all I'm constantly doing something. Yeah, but it's it's the actual tendons yeah. from being from holding and then having them try to break the grip and like so. There's only there's like you really you can train your grip strength. You can't train your grip toughness, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. So strength, my strength is good. Right. Like, I had no problem holding people. Uh-huh. But it's when they go to break a grip, and they open it just enough, uh-huh. and then you, you pull it back close. So that, that stress that gets pulled on, those, on the tendons in your fingers. Right. And then that's what I'm talking about, the toughness of, of that. I don't know if that's really toughness as much as it's your... Well, they're, they're just... They have the muscular been, contraction. It's not muscle. It's not the muscle. It was the still it's, tendon, like the that, contraction. It's, it's like it it it, it hurts on yeah. the on the, on the outsides joints. of the digits. Yeah, no, I mean I get that too. So it's funny because I've been noticing it more and more because I've been working on my spider guard more. That like when I start doing like this, fuck my my fingers hurt. No, I've had random shooting pains and stuff like that. But don't forget too, you started working more on the computer again. So I had to redo everything on my setup on at, at my desk, whether I'm working on editing videos and photos, whatever it is, because I could feel carpal tunnel starting to kick in. And it was something as simple as the mouse. So I would have super weak wrists. It would hurt. It would hurt for no reason whatsoever. I'd have good grip strength, but then like the slightest motion and it's all of a sudden like my wrist just went, ha ah. ha So... I got a vertical mouse. I got a vertical mouse. Like a, it looks like a, a old joystick. Kind of. It it looks almost like you were just sliding your hand into a, into like a piece of clay. So you're stuck like this, like a little claw. But it's a relaxed motion. So imagine. How, show me that relaxed motion. Like that, not like this, like that. So if you and you you go like this. I you go like this and that way. <laughs> like thumbs up. No. Um. Like just put your hand down like that right that's literally the motion the the control i have with the mouse so it's super relaxed and i had the same issue with guitar so there's a lot of different sports and obviously musicians too people have to retire because they get bible cysts they're called yeah you ever seen it well i thought i had one here right i thought this was a bible cyst but the doctors go no that's not a bible cyst that is a bone one of your popped out bone is popped out yeah so for people that don't know a bible cyst is basically in the joint of your wrist so think of where your forearm meets your your hand there can be a pocket of fluid that gets created and it gets trapped in there from repetitive motions and it can be extremely painful so for motorcycle riders it's the motion of 
uh, revving up the bike, right? And you're stuck like this for hours on end. For guitar players, it's moving the wrist, trying to pluck. That's why you'll see a lot of guys, like the punk guys, will just go straight from the elbow. Um, and it's it's one of those things that you got a couple of options. Either you rethink your motion, so you have to do a, change your ergonomics altogether. You can get a needle sucked in there and just suction out all the liquid, and it'll come back. Or you can do what happened to fucking me, and this fucking chiropractor is like, oh, that's a Bible cyst. I was like 12 years old. And he goes, he puts my hand on a book, like a really thick medical book, and then he draws an X on the location of this bump. And it was pretty solid. It was pretty big. Like, look at yours. Like, mine stuck out like another quarter of an inch up. And then he grabs another medical book, and he starts reading it, and he's looking at it. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? This guy's just looking stuff up. Smacks the book closed, grabs it. And just wails on my wrist. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he does it again. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to pop it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? So, yeah, he like two or three times he slammed on the back of my wrist. It felt like he was about to break it. And he pops it. But then it would come back again after a couple of weeks. So I realized I had to just completely change the way that I played guitar. Can you, and can you go to, a, like, if you're this guy, could you go to, like, a, just a thumb pick? No, because it's a totally different style. So it's if you look at certain guitar players, they have everyone has a different way that they play. Um, I want to say it's Paco de Lucia because of the way he plays, or Al, Paco de Lucia. He has kind of a style where his hand becomes like a claw, but the way that he plays, his hand is basically stuck like that. So he has to like he really just you'll see his hand just clawed up. Just from from normal from constantly like, like being be sitting, like that. He'll be sitting here talking. Yeah, and eating, his hand will be like that. Will be clawed up. Yeah, it'll be like this, and that's his relaxed position now because of constantly playing like that. So it'll be like that. Oh, you know what? I just got reminded. Do you see there is big news in jujitsu? Do you see who got booted out of his school? Keenan Cornelius got kicked out of Atos, or he was shut, asked to leave. Shut yeah. the front door. He was asked to, to leave by Andre Galvao. Is there any story behind that? I yet? didn't find any explanation as to why. Uh, I'll double check who what, right now. What page now. did you see that on? It was on his page. He posted it. On Keenan's page? Yeah. Keenan on, on his... asked to leave Atos. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I didn't get to really look it, was, it up. It was on his Instagram, is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, let's see what uh, BJJ Eastern Europe had to say. This was a couple of days ago. Uh, excuse me. I completely forgot about it, and I don't know why the hand thing just kind of reminded me. Man, this thing makes me burp. Um, all right, so this is from uh, BJJEE.com, an article by Iva Djokovic. Keenan Cornelius has been asked to leave Atos, a team he's belonged to for six years. Cornelius has been widely considered one of the prodigies of the sport for quite some time. Um, blah, blah, blah. Cornelius gave the shortest exclusive ever to Flow Grappling, saying, There are many facets to this split. I was asked to leave. Andre Galval has remained mum on the subject, but over the past several months, Galval has been vocal about his gym church and various other bizarre practices. Um... So it sounds to me like, um, let me see. This is a post. Like Keenan wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid? Kind of. This is a post from Galvao um, 
after my testimony at Project New Life Church in San Diego tonight with some of my students. It was a, it's a photo of him with a couple of people. Almost six years and you think you know someone so well, then they blow your mind in a span of an hour talking about their journey through life and their personal testimony. Uh, Professor Andre is the perfect example of a person I want to continue to look up to during my recovery from surgery. And this is somebody else that got reposted, Mike Carbolito. Um, so it sounds to me like maybe... Keenan didn't want to join the church. Yeah, like Andre is making jiu-jitsu more of a religious thing within like Atos. And Keenan's just like, I'm just here to train jiu-jitsu. And he's like, you're, you're going to have to leave kind of thing. So... Where do you think he would go next? Well, he's originally from the East Coast. Um, maybe Unity? You think Unity? I don't think Unity. Why not? I think... Unity just got a... Uh, an opening? An opening. We'll not talk that about that in a minute. Um, not, that, not that they need an opening, but yeah. I'm just saying there's... I mean, he wouldn't go to 10th Planet because he wants to make his own style. At this point, he could start his own school, but I don't think he would want to do that because I think he still wants to kind of compete and develop his own style. Well, it depends. Does he want to compete or does he want to make money? I think he just wants to grow jujitsu, and he has his website, so clearly he's making money. Right, so, but... He should be, like, he's at that point where he really, it really only makes sense to start his own his own school. Maybe. Maybe. Or, but I mean, at that case, then why would he go to, I mean, he went to Andre because he wanted to compete. And he wanted to compete at a high level. Yeah, but I think, I think he could open his own school and find a core group of people to, to train with that would still push him. It's not going to be hard to find people to train with. Well, let's stay, let's say he stays on the West Coast. Who would he go to on the West Coast? Well, there's Art of Jiu-Jitsu, which is right up the road from no, San Diego. No, they wouldn't take him. They wouldn't take him because they probably wouldn't want him, his style there. And they have, if Andre keeps a tight grip on stuff, Art of Jiu-Jitsu for sure keeps a tight grip on what their image is. So that wouldn't happen. And they're kind of tied. Right. and Tied together a little bit. Yeah. Maybe he could go over to Empire to train with... Uh, mm, I, don't, like, I don't think Kurt is high level enough for him. I don't know. Well, that's why I would say it. it would be like, Kurt be like, why don't you come here and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but I don't think that's what he wants. I don't think he wants to do what he wants. There's a reason why he's at or he was he left Lloyd Irvin for autos. Well, that's a whole different reason. I mean, I understand, but I'm saying. And for those of you that don't know, I would definitely suggest you look up the story of Lloyd Irving and autos and the accusations and the fact that Lloyd Irving basically put his students to try and rape a girl. So, yeah, I'm not a big Lloyd Irving fan. Um, where else could he go? On the West Coast. On the West Coast. He can move, he can move to uh, Las Vegas, and he can, there's a, there, you know, he could... Uh, and train with Kyle? Who? Kyle Terra. 
Like, Coyotes in Vegas? Yeah, but uh, so is uh, Robert Drysdale. He Z-F. probably he might go with Shanji. Shanji Ribeiro. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good that school could for be him. A good school. If he came to the East Coast, I think I honestly think the best thing would be Fight Sports. No, I think he would go over to Henzo's. I think he would go over to Henzo's and he would be in a it would actually probably be the best thing for him to work with someone like John Donaher and take it into an even deeper cerebral aspect. I agree. I look, I'm not Dude, I, I'm It'd not, be great ashamed, to see I'm not ashamed sports. to say that I think John Downer is probably the best grappling coach on the planet right now. For sure. I can't tell anybody. I can't. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. As who far is as better. As far as coach, coach. As far as coach, coach. System wise or coach, coach. Either. I think that his analytical skills definitely put him at one of the top um, coaches in the world because he's a he's more willing to think forward than most coaches. But I mean, there's a lot of good coaches on the East Coast specifically, and even Marcel Garcia is awesome. Also in New York, um, I don't think he would go to Marcelo. I, I don't think I, – I think Marcel would definitely invite him. They've rolled and trained together before, but I think Marcel is still – it's his system, it's his rules kind of thing. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's like that. I don't – like, it's it's weird to me that, that um, people attach a system to jiu-jitsu. Like, oh, I'm not – you can't be here. You, you can't – you don't train this way, which is I think is ridiculous because everybody's – I say this – to my students, I go, you'll notice that everybody has their own brand of jiu-jitsu. Right. I go, and that's just the nature of jiu-jitsu. I go, you might learn an armbar from somebody else that works better for you. Right. And that's your game. So, like, if you were to teach your system, you wouldn't teach the armbar I taught you. You'd teach the armbar that works for you. You know, so that... so. You take it, you pick and you choose from different people what works for you. Yeah. It's not always just from... No, for sure. But I mean, we've had this conversation before where it's like, for you, half guard is a specific style. For me, what you do in half guard, I can't do because I have a completely different body type. But the half guard that I learned from George, that works better for me because of my body type and the different style that he has. So, but I would still take what you do and mix it with what he does and make it to my style or what I feel works best for me. I think, sure, if I trained in more and more and more where it became engraved in my system, it would work in a lot of occasions, a lot more than it does now. But you kind of have to you have to develop your own system you every time because your own system of my body type well, compared to your body but type. it's not just body type there's other things that go strength into strength factors and all uh, kinds mine's of stuff. not even about that mine's personality not just mentality but personality like how how, how your jujitsu is comes down also comes down to your personality how you act 
how you you know how you move how you move how you think how you think exactly yeah, for sure so it like there's a lot of different aspects that go into a style of jujitsu um not just physical but mental as well multiple levels of m- mental um elements as well so yeah. it's like so i i don't know if if i don't know if marcelo would be like that i think i think jujitsu is growing or at least um if it's not growing it's definitely uh evolving into more of a less of a rigid system and more of a no, I, I think it, it's it's very clear to see that jujitsu now is a constantly evolving thing where every couple of years we have a different trend. I think when I first started getting into jujitsu, it was more about the bolo, and then the bolo became, or no, I'm sorry, when I first started, it was 50 50. And then from 50-50, the bolo started, the beer and bolo started to really become popular. And that was the thing to do. And now we're getting into leg locks. And who knows what the next thing is. Uh, I don't think it's going to be worm guard. No, worm guard isn't going to. Yeah. Worm guard was, I mean, it's an effective, it's an effective guard, but I think it's um, Well, I mean it was effective it was a enough more of that a fad than a trend. I don't know if it was a fad. I think it was one of those things that it was so new and nobody really understood it enough because he was so far ahead of it. Remember they changed the rules in IBJJF so he wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Remember that was a thing for like the year when he brought it in. They're like, "Ah, we don't know what to do." It's like, "No, no more no more rubber guards. Don't like white boys. I guess. I mean, that was the thing. But I think we should definitely make that a bet. I don't think he's made the announcement yet. I think if well, he the, doesn't dude, open them, it's hard to think about it. Here, here's what you have to keep in mind too. It's hard to leave California. California's a rat. Where he's at in San a, Diego. I mean, but that's the thing. There's so much going on out there. There's so much competition. Like, well, I'm telling you, don't sleep on fight sports. But I don't think he would go to fight sports. I th- I, I would think- give him what he has in, in like where would you rather live, New York, New Jersey, or beautiful sunny Miami Beach? I mean, don't get me wrong. I I would definitely. And you can get the you can get a very high level jujitsu. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? No, I just don't think that it would be a spot where it would allow him to be as creative as he wants to be. I don't. I don't know. Cyborg is very open, man. Cyborg is very open, and remember, Cyborg had his own like tornado guard. I don't know if he really does it that much anymore. Yeah, he does. I mean, I haven't seen him to do do that one sweep that the the leg sweep where he sends people flying in a while. But I, I mean, well, I don't it's know because people know it's coming now. Um, I've tried to do that sweep once in a while, and I just feel like my knee is gonna explode. I would be. I'd be more. Nervous that my hamstring was gonna pull out of my ass. Yeah, for sure. Um, my bet is that he would end up going over to to Henzo's and with Donaher and Don that's, and that's he would work bet. with Donaher. Even if it was temporary, he would go and do that. But you know, where where's Lloyd Irvin? Uh, I want to say like in the Carolinas somewhere. 
pretty sure. I mean, unless I'm completely... I thought he was up north somewhere, like... Yeah, I thought it was, like, like North Carolina or something like that. Baltimore or something like that. I don't know. Somewhere in the north. I could be wrong, though. I don't don't know. Let's see. Uh, Survey says... uh, Lloyd Irvin Academy. I don't know. I think after all that thing, like, all the stuff that happened, it was so just... um, detrimental to to his image which for all intents and purposes good like it shouldn't you shouldn't be able to really come back from that maryland baltimore (laughs) yeah camp springs maryland um i might be wrong though that might not be the official one but that's the one i found out what else we got here no but my money is that my money is um He's going to go over to Henzo's. Because I can't think of any other spot that would really be that that good for him. Like, he wouldn't go anywhere to Texas. He definitely wouldn't go Gracie Baja. Where else would he go? Think about it. There's only, like, there's only a certain number of levels. Like, there's only certain places you can go to get that high level. Unity is definitely becoming one of them. Right. Um, Unity is in New York. Henzo's in New York. Fight yeah. Sports down here. You have uh, Essential with, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot his name. JT. Essential is in New York. He's a little bit north of the uh, of the city. Who else? I mean, other than him starting his own thing, it wouldn't even matter. Um, so let's get into the other news before we sign off. Um, and I was kind of hesitant to bring this up. Not so much because of, like, I'm not trying to protect anyone as much as I don't want to constantly be talking about this stuff. But uh, Aaron Tex Johnson um, has been kicked out of Unity and accused of rape. So Tex Johnson, right after he beat Felipe Pena at uh, Kasai, signed himself into rehab. He said, oh, I have my problems. I need to go to rehab. And it kind of threw everybody off because it literally happened right after the fight. It literally like happened the next right day or that Monday or Like, something? I think it's literally the next day or that night. He's like, oh, I'm going to go over to rehab um, for a month. Um, so I'll read you an article again from uh, from BJJEE. Aaron Tex Johnson days at Unity have come to an end after starting startling accusations against them surfaced from fellow Unity BJJ student. And I give this girl credit. Um, Jennifer Strings just decided to go all out and say, fuck this guy. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Um, and um, she wrote, I'm going to try and read this as best as I can because it's a little bit... Uh, scrambly on uh, on the phone here she wrote please share this post this is the man who raped me aaron tex johnson i believe he may have done this before if you know anything or have any information please go to the police i press charges and he will be investigated by the special victims unit of the nypd i want to make sure he can't do it again please don't be afraid to speak up there's help available and nothing you did was wrong no means no uh, she writes this whole long post. Um, 
So continuing the article, the incident in question took place around the same time as Kasai 5, where Felipe Pena got subbed by the alleged assaulter. New York-based artist Jennifer Strings wrote a graphic post about Texas' alleged misdeeds, which actually line up with his weird entry into rehab. In addition to this, Unity BJJ has kicked him out after the victim went to gym staff. So, um... String has since taken her accusations offline due to a pending criminal case against Tex. One, she's quite determined to see through. So, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, I think that's it. They're probably going to revoke his invitation to ADCC. And I really hope that things play out properly. Um, but, again, this is what? Fuck. This is almost like every month that we've had the podcast that something like this pops up. Yeah, it's a little out of control. Like, I mean, it's it's more than a little out of fucking control. It's kind of fucked up, and I don't want to race into accusations, but, I mean, if someone comes out and says that and she's willing to be that aggressive about it, then I really doubt that she's fucking lying. And I would never sit there and be the first one to say, oh, you're lying, you're just doing attention, because it is kind of sketchy, right? What, the the sport or No, 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 it's the sketchy the fact that he he competed and then right away went into rehab, no explanation. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, well, he raped me. Well. Come on, get off of this thing. Well, I wanted to see what she looked like. Stop. No, no, I'm like, I wanted to see, like, if she, like, had any, like, marks or anything on her face or, like, I wanted Why to would you even want to fucking look that up? Put your fucking phone down, you fucking animal. Well, I just wanted to see what, see what, uh... I mean, it's, it's really bad. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, it's... Like, I wanted to see if it was a violent thing or, like, you know what I'm saying? I just... Yeah, I but want, I doubt I that she sat there post up, look at what he fucking did to me. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, she she says it, that's like, you know, it is what it is. Like, she said it. But, I mean, the fact that people fucking do that, it makes no fucking sense to me. Like, I feel bad enough, like, rolling with a female teammate where I feel like I might have, like, put too much pressure. You know, but to sit there and like manipulate someone and do that, that's fucking insane to me. I don't get it. That's why I always say like, and, and you know, it's funny and to, to go all the way around and it's one of those things that I've been noticing more and more, the deeper that we get into these podcasts, there's a, there's a fine line between showing respect to someone because of their belt rank and Letting them do whatever the fuck they want. And people say, oh, well, you're a white belt. You can't talk shit. Or you're a blue belt. You can't talk shit. Like, listen, if someone's a fucking scumbag, I'm going to talk shit. I don't care if they're a black belt or not. If you're a good person, I'm going to get to talk to talk about you. But if you're a scumbag, you and it's funny because I actually had this happen to me the other day. I made a post. Did you see the post about the teacher that uh, assaulted his student for talking shit or his former student? Yes, I, I saw that. So he was like formally like uh, I Anderson Silva's striking coach. Because I wanted to know what he was saying in that second part of the video. So the, the student left the school and was talking shit. And I am definitely a firm believer of talk shit, get hit. For sure. A hundred percent. However, when we're talking about in a martial arts aspect of it, if you're the black belt, you should have enough restraint not to sit there and go after a student. If he said something and, and you go to and assault him after, you're kind of proving him right. Well, it depends on what he said. If it was in a, if it was maybe you saying stuff about his family or whatever, 
But I, oh, and even then, if you're gonna sit there and fight someone, fight someone. What he did was tell him, "Oh, come here," and they're walking side yeah, by and side, he sucker and he them. sucker punched them. So fuck you. Like if you're gonna sit there and sucker punch them, then you are a piece of shit. Don't sucker punch them if you're gonna sit there and dish out an ass whoop and be a man and dish out an ass whoop. And this is gonna be an unpopular. I'm gonna give you an unpopular opinion right now, but um, I don't care. Um, as far as the rape accusation um, by this by this woman. Um, I'm not going to pass judgment on Tex Johnson until an actual investigation has, investigation verdict has been rendered. And because there's been so many been a false lot. claims um, in the news that I'm not going to just accept somebody's word on blind faith anymore. And I understand it. And I wouldn't really sit there and say that I, I disagree with you on that. And it's but it's one of those things if someone is willing to put themselves out there so much to throw this accusation out there and willing to risk it, I'm more willing to believe them. Right look. And yeah. it's and again it's it's a really weird and they're like yeah I mean there's, I don't want to like, again I'm, there's I'm, tons of people that are throwing I, accusations yeah. that are false but I feel like there's a lot more people that don't say like women that don't say anything right and because and I'm not they, saying they're this, ashamed I'm, of it like at the same time I'm not saying this woman is a liar at all because I but I don't know if she is so I instead mean, instead of instead of just going you know what this Tex Johnson's a piece of shit. And you know how I know he's a piece of shit? Because this woman said that he's he raped her. Well, what happens if it comes out that he didn't rape her? What happens if it comes out that they were, you know, I, and, and not saying that's the truth, but with what's going on these days in, in the world, you can't right. just accept something at face value No, anymore. and it, it's, I, it's not even about... Face value. It's one of those things where we have to show restraint and let the law take things accordingly. Exactly. That's and I exactly and that's it. what I'm saying. I don't disagree with you, but in but I understand Unity asking him to leave for in, sure. In the in you know in the meantime, um, it's it's not Unity's job to do an investigation to find out who's telling no. Their the job truth. their job is to defend their students and, and protect their, them. Stu keep their students faith uh, safe. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I err on the side of the person claiming to be the victim at first and let things play out that way it's like okay listen that's what she's saying we're gonna figure out whether you did it or not so and until I'm that still happens on, you can't train here right i'm still on on her side to show support because again it's well no it's a, it's a horrific it's a yeah. horrific event and it, and it, that's the thing that that blows my mind even more. The people that do make that accusation like falsely, you're really willing to put yourself through that kind of torment because you're gonna get people sit there and, and I can't sit there and say that I have any experience in knowing what someone has to go through with all that, but you know they have to go through hell to sit there and prove that. So to, you're willing to to lie about it is one thing, but it also sets people back. For the ones that do suffer, well, whether right. it's male or female. Dude, what about what about those football that football player that was in jail for like seven yeah, he, years? He, no more. He like he completely lost his any opportunity he had of making anything <coughs> in his life. But then I mean, look at R. Kelly. Look at uh, what's his face. Right, uh, which is exactly it. Yeah, which Coffee. is why I'm going to let 
the investigators do their job until and um, let the investigators do their job, find out what's happening. You know, yeah, and, 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 we're and, then, and then after that judgment has passed, that will that will rent that that then yeah. I will be comfortable saying, yeah, you know, text Johnson. Yeah, he's a rapist. No. He's a piece of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, for sure. And I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think it's one of those things that you do have to be super careful in how you throw out accusations or and, how, your judgments that you pass on other people. And it's easy in today's. It used to be innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. But in the in the day and age of social media, it's. It's immediately the opposite. But well, you know what I think is funny it's too. Guilty it, until proven innocent, yeah. and then then once you get proven innocent, it doesn't matter because you have this. But you know what it is about you. I think it's the 2019 version of stoning, is really what it is. Because back in the day, anybody could make any accusations, and they put you out in the middle of the city, and you get stoned. I, that's today's version of that. It really is. Yeah, but it's 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 a reputation stoning. No, I mean you're still doing psychological damage to people. You're still doing almost physical damage to someone that's scarred. Like, okay, someone gets raped and they accuse somebody else, and then it comes back that people are like, "Oh, you're lying. You're full of shit." Blah blah blah. That fucks people's heads up for sure. You know, it's crazy, but anyway, either way, it's one of those things that we're going to have to play it out. It's something that's going on right now. We're just talking about it, and we'll see what happens. But one thing I did want to talk about before we left, um, the the thing with the teacher that was um, that sucker punched the student for talking shit. Again, I'm a full supporter of talk shit, get hit. I do believe that if you're a martial arts instructor, you kind of have to hold yourself up to a higher standard. And he probably should have just talked to the guy. But to go and sucker punch someone is bullshit. And it's definitely a, a pussy way out. But here's what happened. So I made the statement of, you know, it's fucked up, whatever. And it's like, and it became a debate online on whether or not he deserved it. Again, I don't think he was right or wrong. I think that if someone was talking shit about me, I for sure I'd want to punch him in the fucking face too. But, again, if you were looked at as a role model and you do something like that, then you're a piece of shit. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. So I made, I posted an example of something that happened to me with a former instructor where I took a photo with another black belt and I said it was great to learn from this other black belt. And one of my instructors thought it was appropriate to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, retaliate for that or put me in my place. Mind you, this guy had never taught me any kind of takedowns and always told us that we don't do takedowns in this school. We just don't because someone might get hurt. So what did it? And we also at this point, I was a white belt and we had never done anything over like four minute rolls, five minute rolls. So what did he do? He proceeded to say, you and me are rolling the very next class. Bumped the clock up to 10 minutes and then said, stand up. I'm like, stand up for what? I'm like, we never do stand up. Stand up. And then proceeded to kick my ass for 10 minutes thinking I was going to fold or cry or do whatever. And it's like, fine, throw me, fuck, whatever. I'm not a pussy. I'm going to take my shots, whatever. Like, But that put a mark like, okay, you're so soft and you're that big of a piece of shit that me taking a photo with another black belt who's teaching under the same roof, mind you, and that's how you're going to act towards me. 
So when I posted that and made that that statement, I had some other black belt who decided to talk shit with a private account, which is another pussy thing to do. And it said, oh, it just sounded like you took a couple of epons and you got put in your place kind of thing. You should probably learn some more respect, stuff like that. Like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck if you're a black belt and you like and you think that's okay. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you think that's okay to beat the shit out of your student because they took a photo with another black belt just saying thanks for the class, <coughs> like, then you're a piece of shit too. I don't care who your head instructor was and who gave you the black belt. I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you to your face you're a piece of shit and I'm a blue belt saying it, so go fuck yourself. Like, that's stupid. Like, if you're a piece of shit and you treat your students like that, you're a piece of shit. That's just basically the way it is. Well, you should not abuse the... You should. There should be no abuse from, from... If you're an instructor and you think that one of your students did something disrespectful, you take them to the side, hey, listen, you're being disrespectful, like, this is why. Educate them, talk to them like adults, because we're fucking adults here. Right. But to sit there and do that like I'm a five-year-old, go fuck yourself. Like, that's, like, that was just my thing, like, because of something that happened online. You could go look at it. I don't give a shit. I'll tell him to his fucking face again, too. So, but it's stupid. I, I think there's such a big line drawn now that people seem to think you're either, that being respectful means you should be the... Subservient. Right. Or that you need to be the, like, you got to go on the whipping post to no. pay your dues. No way. No, my my loyalty is my 100 and. 30 bucks that I pay you every month or whatever. But see, that's not even, like, it's not even that. Like, my loyalty is to an instructor that cares about me as much as I care about representing the school properly. Right, but it's not even, again, it's not even about that. There is loyalty, it will be loyalty if they were letting you train at the gym for free. You want loyalty? Because they want to keep you there because, you know, yeah. You want, you that's, that's loyalty. No, my loyalty to you goes as far as my dollar. That's but we get sucked in. We and get it, sucked in personally. And that's the old martial arts aspect too, where I think that I don't want to run the risk of losing it. I think it just needs to be handled like an adult. Like an adult. Like yeah, I do think that you should have the keep the honor and respect of the people that you train with. You don't need to get along with everybody that you train with, but you, you have to respect them. There's You'd plenty still, of people you train with that you just I don't like, for sure. There's people that I've trained with before and, like, in other places that I don't like. I'm fortunate enough that now I'm at a place that, I, for the most part, I really like everybody there. Um, it's the respect that you need to have for a black belt is, you know, you put in the time, I respect you for it. And I am paying you to be my instructor. And you can buy into the system and you can sit there and say it, like, 100%. If my... If my professor called me up and needed a favor, I'll be the first one there every fucking time. No problem. But if I'm sitting there and learning under someone and the way that they teach me is by kicking my ass because I took a photo with another black belt, then you wonder why I left. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's one of those big things is people seem to forget that there is a line between respect between student and teacher and then respect as human beings. Right. So I, I, I don't know, but that's a whole different thing. I think we definitely went all over the place tonight, and we should probably get running because I need some sleep tonight. That makes two sure. of us. Um, got anything else to say? No, I want to go home and go to bed. You need a shower. I got a shower, too. Yeah, you do. 
Um, Smelling you all night. For sure. Shout out to all of our sponsors. Thank you to Choke Aloha, Giraffe Choke, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., and Nomad Surf Shop. Please give them a follow. Support the podcast by picking up the Shut the Fuck Up and Roll shirt. And uh, follow Sean, Gorilla Boy, BJJ. Follow Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Subscribe, share it with your friends, and follow me. It's funny, as I thought STFU meant sexy talk for us. That? And roll? And roll. Not sexy talk and roll? Sexy talk for us and roll. Um, I'd never heard that one, but I well, think... Well, I don't know. I, I'm new I, to all this I don't, jargon that you're throwing I didn't go there. into those chat rooms like you did back in the day. Sexy talk. It's sexy talk. Sexy talks for 40 plus. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Sexy talk. You can't leave <laughs>the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with myself keep stealing woo wheeling dealing limousine right jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time holding these alligators dogs